If you could be anything when you grow up, what would it be? What's up, happy lifers? Do you ever get asked that question? Or do you still get asked that question? <laughs> I don't want to grow up. I want to be a gods in us kid. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome. Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? If you're not, then why? If you're not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. You know, whenever I was asked that question, I mean, kids always have all these dreams, but I don't think I ever dreamed that I would become a pastor someday, a minister someday. But the older I got, I remember when I started getting my teen years and I was, you know, 13 years old, 15, 16 years old, and I just saw a lot of pain out there and I just wanted to help. And my family believed in God and they, they brought me up to believe the same way. And, and so I just felt like the best person to help is the person that created us and knows how we function. And that, that's God. And, and, and so I volunteered. And I just said, God, can I help? And I felt like he said, sure. And so that's when I went into ministry. I have been all sorts of pastors. I've been a children's pastor. I've been a youth pastor. I've been a life development pastor. We're all the way from birth all the way up to young adult. I was in charge of all that. I've been a missions pastor. Um, I've traveled all around and, and, and spoken at churches and done school assemblies and things like that. But I, one thing I've never been is I've never been a senior pastor. My hat goes off to you senior pastors. It is not easy doing what you do, and especially today. You know, I, I, at 50-something years old, I reinvented myself, and uh, this is before the virus ever hit, but this virus ha has hit us, and it's causing a lot of us to reinvent, and um, I think pastors are right in the middle of all that. So my hat goes off to you, pastors. It's not easy to be a senior pastor with what's going on right now, and there's so many people that are struggling out there, and there's so much stuff going on, and you sign up to be a pastor, you sign up to be a teacher, you sign up to be uh, a speaker, a coach, uh, there's so many professionals that you sign up to, just like I did, to be a minister, you want to help people. And I've never been the senior pastor. I don't think I could handle being the senior pastor. Actually, I don't think the people could handle me being a senior pastor. But <laughs> if I was to be a senior pastor, I tell you, there's a couple things that I would do. One of them is, is I have all these people in my congregation that that all attend every week and whether if I even could go back as a youth pastor as a life development pastor as a missions pastor all the people that were kind of in my realm of influence that I was overseeing or helping with in that situation I think what I would start to do is I would do it a little bit differently I went to Bible college and learned all sorts of ways how to how to be a pastor but I think what I would do now and I felt this way for years now but I would love to take the people in my church out for coffee the people that I'm in charge of, I would, whether I was a coach or a teacher or a pastor or a leader or whatever, I would begin to take them individually or in small groups out for coffee and ask them one question, what's your dream? 
Not what do you want to be when you grow up. What do you want to be tomorrow? What do you want to be next month? What would you like to accomplish? What kind of person would you like to be? Who would you like to be? What are your dreams? Would you like to help the world? What in what ways? I mean, I just get into their heads and find out what what they were. And I think I would want to take notes too because what would happen is when I start begin to connecting all these people, I begin to see a common thread with some of these people. And I and I would say, I want you to meet so and so, or do you know so and so? I think that they could really help you, and I think that you could really help them because. And I would, I would get them together, and we would network, and and I would say, hey, listen, tell them your story about this, and tell them what your desire is about this, and I would put them together, or because I wish I had somebody when I was younger. I mean, I had uh, a mentor in my life that told me, oh, Steve, you're gonna have to be more organized than that if you're ever gonna be a good ministry. Um, and you know what? I, I'm not an organized type type of person, so I spent so many years working on that, and really I was working out of a weakness that I was never going to get really good at. I'm a lot better at it now, but I'm still not that good at work. I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm a big picture kind of guy, and I, I, I can't administrate very well. I don't do details very well, and I just, instead, I wish that mentor would have said to me, hey, Steve, listen, you got some great ideas, and you want to change the world, but you're going to need to get more organized, but don't worry about that because I know someone over here that is very organized and I'm going to hook you guys up and I'm going to meet with you every week and I'm going to help you get along with them and teach you because I was younger at that time. I'll teach you how to handle detailed people and and because you your type can kind of scare them away sometimes and, and I just wish you would have said, Steve, you don't have to be a detail-oriented person. Just get detail-oriented people in your life. And that's what I would do as a pastor. I would grab all these people with all their dreams. I'd start hooking them up with each other and I would help them accomplish their dreams. I wouldn't focus so much on building the thing I was in charge of. I'd be focusing on building the people that are part of the thing that I'm in charge of, whatever that may be. And I think if you build the people, then you're going to build the thing, whatever that may be. You can never go wrong when it comes to building people, encouraging people, lifting up people, in my opinion. That's what I would do. And then one day it just dawned on me, just, just not too long ago, I felt like God was trying to communicate to me like, it dawned on me that you don't you don't have to be a pastor to do that, Steve. Why do you think you have to be a pastor? Why are you looking at pastors saying you wish pastors would do that? Why aren't you doing that? Well, because I'm not a pastor. Well, why do you have to be a pastor to do that? And sometimes I think that we look to politicians or we look to other leaders or we look to other people and say, why don't they do this? I wish they could do that. But truth is, I can't control other people. All I can control is myself. I think a lot of times we want other people to change the world, but we don't want to step up and change the world. And I just think that there's a better way of thinking than that. I can't control you, but I can control me. So all of a sudden I thought, wait a minute, what can I do? Not I wish they would do something. What can I do? And all of a sudden it dawned on me. So I contacted several friends that I know very well that are connected to me very deeply. Now, they didn't know each other, but they all knew me. And I set up, I told them what I wanted to do. And so we set up this weekly Zoom meeting. And we call it Outspoken. And and they're all people that, that I know that, that can help each other. And I just thought, I want to help them accomplish their dreams. And so that's what we do every Thursday night. We get on that Zoom call and we talk about how you're accomplishing your dream this week because there's so much stuff going on right now. But I think the answer to that is to not focus on all the stuff that's going on, but focus on your dream. Focus on moving forward, not focus on trying to get back to normal, but focus on moving forward to the new thing. And so if we focus on all the stuff that's going on, it can get really discouraging. It can get really frustrating, um, disheartening. But if we focus on, wait a minute, but what am I going to do about it? What can I do instead of expecting somebody else to change the world? 
In fact, the Bible says in Second Chronicles 7.14, it's a very popular verse. If you've got, ever gone to church for very long, you've probably heard this verse before, but it doesn't say if my politicians. It says in Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people, God is saying there, if my people will humble themselves and seek my face and pray and ask me to help, then I will hear their prayer and I will heal their land. And so, but we keep looking to, we want politics to fix it, or we want somebody else to fix it. Why can't they just do this? Why can't they just do that? We should be asking, why can't I just do something that I can do? I might not be in their shoes, but what can I do in my shoes? And so it's not about other people changing the world. It's about us moving forward into our dreams, finding out what that is. And so every Thursday, man, we, we talk about, so what did you do? Last week we talked about, we talked about this and when you were going to do these two things, you're going to do this one thing this next week. How did you come in that? And sometimes they say, well, I haven't done that yet. I've been down. I've been discouraged. I've been like, and we encourage them with that and say, well, that's okay. Let's do it next week. You know, or sometimes they, they've gone above and beyond what we asked. But, but then we say, that's awesome. So what can you do to get further towards your dream next week? Well, I think I could call this person. I think I could write this thing. I think I could build this thing. I think I could try to contact this. And, and then when we get together next week, we talk about how are things going and how did you do on your goals for this week? And we hold each other accountable. I wish I would have had that when I was younger. Because, man, I, I've got all these dreams. And I, I've realized that over the years that, that I can't accomplish them on my own. I can only accomplish those dreams when I get other people's help. And that's why lately we've been doing a lot of stuff because people have been rising up and they've been helping me as I help them. And together we accomplish a dream and we can do, we're in this thing together, right? Isn't that the big creator going on right now? We can do anything together. And I think that that's what it's all about. We were meant to do this together. And so I always thought pastors should do that. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, wait a minute, I'm not a pastor, but why do I have to become a pastor to do that? And so I just did it with the people that I knew, and it's fantastic. And I want you to know that I'm looking to start more of those. If you if you got some friends that you would like to do that with, I would love to do that with you. Or if you want to know how I do it, I'd be glad to share with you the things that that I've learned and the things to avoid and stay away from, and the things to to pursue in this whole thing. Because I want to help you achieve your dreams too. That's why Happy Life Studios exist. We want to take you and elevate you and push you out there and push your message out there because you have something to offer. The world is better when you're in it, and it's better when you're dreaming and moving towards that dream. Don't look to getting back to normal. Look to moving forward towards your dream. We can't move forward when we keep looking back. The Bible even says that. Uh, it says, you know, when you put your hand to the plow, if you look back, you're, you're unfit. You, when you put your hand to the plow, you're ready to move forward because plows weren't made to go backwards. You don't drive tractors backwards in the fields, right? The tools are made to go a certain way. If you try going backwards, it doesn't really work. And so we are meant to move forward. And right now we need a bunch of forward thinkers, not people that are just trying to get back to normal, but people that are saying, wait a minute, I'm struggling right now, but what is my dream? And so I would love to help you accomplish that. So just contact me at Steve-O at happylife.lol if you're interested. Or you can call my hotline, Yo Stevo, at 425-200-HAYS, 425-200-4297. There's something else that I would do if I was a senior pastor. And it goes against everything that I was taught in Bible college. In Bible college, I was taught to know your homiletics, your hermeneutics. There are all sorts of fancy words like that telling you to how to put together a sermon. But I don't think people are necessarily looking to hear a Bible story. I think a Bible's got to fit into everyday life. When Jesus was hanging out, that's what he did when he was hanging out with the 12 disciples. He would say, hey, man, you know what I'm talking about? The kingdom of heaven is like that field right there. 
And then he would tell a story about the field and they would understand it because they would look at the field and they would get the concept through that. He'd say the kingdom of heaven is like a, a wedding party and they would get it because they were probably watching a wedding party. God saw, Jesus saw his father in everything that he did on earth. And I think that that's the point of a Bible study is it needs to fit into everyday life. We don't need to hear about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We don't need to hear about Jonah and the whale. We don't need to hear about the creation of the world unless it has to do with something that we're going through. In other words, if I were a senior pastor and I would get up there to, to preach every week and in Bible college I was trained how to put a sermon together, how to do it, make it, make sure that it's all the three points and the, and you gotta find the original language that the Bible was written in and you gotta tell people what that, that word meant. And back in the day, I think a lot of people really liked that and they're all looking for a bunch of knowledge, but I think they, if knowledge without application, what's the point of that? So what I would do if I was a senior pastor today is this. I would say, here's where I was struggling this week. Here's what I went through this week, and here's how I survived. I think that's what people are looking for today. I think people are saying, I'm struggling. They don't want to tell anyone they're struggling, but they're struggling. And they want to know, how do, how do I get through this? They want some type of hope to hold on. And when we get up as leaders and say, wait a minute, I'm not perfect. I struggle too. And we let people see our backside. Well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we let them see our vulnerabilities. And we say, listen, I struggled this week. You did? There's hope in that. Yeah, I struggled, but I got through it. Here's how I got through it. And when we get vulnerable and real, I think that's what people are looking for. Then you could talk about how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to go through a fire. And they came out of that fire because God was with them. Then it makes sense because you're talking about your personal fire that you went through. Sorry if you don't know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm not going to go into that. That'll take another you know, 10 minutes here. But it's a story about three guys who, who went through a fire and that doesn't matter at all unless you're talking about your personal fire and then you bring in the story and I, the bible is supposed to fit into our everyday lives it's supposed to it's not just something supposed to stand out separate it's supposed to be included with this that's what jesus was all about so much of the new testament jesus was talking about hey this is like the kingdom and you'd talk about things that are all around him and that's what i would do if i was a senior pastor and then it dawned on me again i don't have to be a senior pastor to do that I can do that right now. I've got a podcast audience. I've got a, a YouTube audience. I've got an Instagram audience. And I think that that's the point. And so that's why a lot of times I really try to get real in this thing, let you guys know where I'm coming from. And that's really what I want to do this week. Because this week I was struggling. This week I was starting to show signs. You know, we've been doing our IGTV series, Penny for Your Thoughts, with Nina and myself. And we've been talking a lot about things. And I, I have to practice what I'm talking about in that. Um, I don't have that thing down perfectly. I don't have it, have it down, but I'm a lot better at it. And I'm going to actually practice what we've been talking about all this time. I, I was struggling with anxiety this week. It was just a couple days ago. And I was starting to show signs. And one of the things we talk about is you got you to gotta talk about it. You can't just hold it in secret. And I think when we as leaders get up and say, hey, I'm struggling this week, and here's how I got through it. All of a sudden, what it does, it not only brings hope to people, but also lets people know it's okay to share with other people what you're struggling with. What makes it worse, what makes anxiety worse, what makes anger worse, what makes depression worse, what makes all these negative emotions worse is when we hold it inside and think that we're all, all alone and we're the only ones experiencing it. What makes it better is when we can actually find someone that we can trust, that we can talk to about it. And I think when we get up as leaders and say, here's what I struggled this week and here's how I got through it, it gives people permission to go, wait a minute. I can do that too. And that's what I think we should be doing. I think there's a lot of anger going on in our world today because we're not doing that. And we're holding all that in. And then we're just, when you hold it all in, you let it out on other people. And you usually let it out on people that you're closest to. Your family, your spouse, right? 
your friends, or maybe even your Facebook followers or your social media followers. I mean, we just we vent stuff. I know people that have stopped being friends because of their political views or because of their brashness, and I just think I think that's ludicrous. I really, seriously, I think it's stupid because people are what it's all about. And if I don't agree with you, you don't agree with me, it's about us still having a connection with each other. Let's just not talk about what we disagree with if we can't talk about it without getting worked up. But I don't think my doctrine, my dogma, my my belief system is so spot on that it's worth dismissing people in my life and burning bridges because they don't agree with me because I'm right and they're wrong. Holy cow. I mean, one day when I get to heaven, I'm going to find out all the ways that I was wrong and yet God still loved me and all that. It's not about always being right and wrong. It's about love and acceptance and helping people. That's why we need to find out what our dreams are. So this week, um, I was starting to show signs. And for me, it was signs of, I mean, I I was yelling at my, my cat. I mean, it's so ridiculous. I, I sat down uh, downstairs and I, I woke up. I couldn't sleep and I was a little anxious. And so I went downstairs and I put some music on and, and I was dinking around on the phone, listening to the music. And all of a sudden one song came on and man, it's my, it's going to be okay playlist. And, and all of a sudden I was like, I put my phone down, I closed my eyes and I was really in that moment. And all of a sudden my cat, meow, meow. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I thought, oh, you poor thing, you probably haven't been fed yet, right? So I go to get her some food, and then there's food in there. And then I get mad at the cat. I'm like, you dumb cat. <laughs> you have food. And I'm, I'm like, why? hold on a second. Why am I tripping out? <laughs> why am I getting – I don't normally do that. That's, that's kind of out of the norm for me to trip out because my cat wants, wants, wants something, and I don't know what it is. But I've been short lately. As far as my attitude, I've been, when I've been driving, I've been noticing being more judgmental towards people online or when I'm driving, I get more angry at people. And, and all of a sudden, my, neg- my thoughts have been more negative lately. It's real easy to, to get down, to get discouraged. Um, those are just a few things. I, I've been struggling with, oh no, man, these thoughts that are coming in. I'm like, the Bible says when these, sometimes these negative thoughts, they, it's like they come in like a flood. And all of a sudden, that's what's been going on with me. And I've been having a hard time fighting it off. And that was just a sign. My body was trying to tell me something. That's what we talk about in our Penny for Your Thoughts. You've got to check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. We, it's on our podcast that comes out on Wednesdays usually. Um, so check that out. But we, we talk about our body isn't trying to be mean to us. Our body is trying to tell us something, and it's using anxiety to spread the message, right? It'll use all sorts of things to, to help guide us and say, wait a minute, you need to focus on this. And so that's what I did. I had to live what we've been talking about. And so that's what I did. I'm like, I need to pay attention to this. And not, if you ignore it, it's not going away. It's only going to get more intense. And until one day, you're not, you're, it's just going to blow up. And now you've got some real issues to deal with. So you might as well deal with it when you can instead of waiting for it to blow up into something bigger. And so I went for a ride. I totaled my car on Super Bowl Sunday. And I still haven't replaced it yet. And I've been able to drive some other cars around and... And but I need to find a car, and uh, so I use that as an excuse. And I found a place through a friend of ours that knew of somebody, so I went to go see them. But I took the long way there. I took the the back roads, and it just took me an hour and a half to get there. I probably could have got there in an hour, or maybe less. But I just wanted to take my time, and that's what I did. I put on music 
but I put on music that really feeds my insides. I've got a playlist that really, I got a playlist that's called Chill. I got a playlist that's called It's Gonna Be Okay. And I just started playing some, and then I'd come across an artist with a song that really touched me. And so then I would just put the radio station on for them on my, you know, on my YouTube music. And I just, that's what I did for a whole hour and a half. I just took the long way and I took these windy roads and I was just hanging out with God. I was going on a road trip with God. I would recommend doing that if you've never done that before. Just just go on a road trip. Ask God to come with you and then just go down the road and play the radio or don't play the radio. Play podcast or do whatever you do, but just include God in that trip. And that's what I did. And so I spent the day and I went up there and looked at some cars. And But that wasn't really even the issue. I looked at some cars and then I came home the long way and I, I stopped and got something to eat. And I just, I took my time. I relaxed. I chilled. And I just breathed in life. I breathed in encouragement. I breathed in. I told God how I was feeling. I told God how nervous or afraid I was. I just, and I let him speak back to me. Just even sometimes just through feelings, just through, you know, I need some help. And I'll tell you what, after I got back from that, boy, it was a night and day difference. I, I just tell you, a lot of the negativity has gone. Now, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden, oh, it's all good. I mean, I know I still need to be paying attention to that, but that was a great step in the right direction. So that's what I've been struggling with, and that's how I got through it. And I hope, honestly, that that really encourages you that, number one, it's okay for you to struggle, and number two, that you can get through it. Take some time to, to think and to process and to play some music or to, to rest or to do something that you like doing. But it's about resting correctly, you know, not just I love taking naps, but sometimes it's more than that. I realize I've been I've been watching some movies and taking naps. I love doing that. And that's good for me. That's good for my mind and my spirit. That's that's how I function. But I knew I needed to take it to another level. That's why I went on this road trip and I just drove and I just drove and I just drove and I listened to music that filled me up. I listened to, I had a couple phone calls with some encouraging friends of mine, and I just fed that part of my tank, my part of my, like I got an emotional tank. It's like a gas tank, right? And you, you got a physical tank, and you got a spiritual tank, and you got a mental tank, and, and all of them are on, on the vehicle called you. And if one of those tanks drops below, you know, or goes in the red for too long, or it, 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 what happens, it shuts down the whole vehicle, right? We, we end up shutting down. And so I had to fill up my emotional tank the other day and that's what I did and I'm telling you I noticed a night and day difference so it's okay to struggle it's okay it's okay but do something about that in our IGTV series we talked about this last week we talk about you need to recognize the signs then you need to take inventory and then do what you need to do And so you recognize our Take inventory I. Do what you need to do D. That's rid. We can get rid of our anxiety. And we can get rid of this this stuff that's going on. Take it seriously. Pay attention to what's going on inside. And do what you need to do. And that's what I did. And it might be different for you what you've got to do. But that's what I did. And boy, I'm telling you, it worked. And I hope it'll work for you. Someone happy, make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. <laughs>